You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Go on, you can say it. What? You're going to tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. Okay, thank you. Um, so, uh, it's after the show, it's episode number 44. And uh, it's Monday, November the 17th. And this week we're going to be looking at the movie Wall-E. Is it Wall-E or Wall-E? Wall-E. Wall-E. And uh, we're going to be looking at... Uh, this is the complicated part. I had to get a piece of paper out to uh, understand this. But here we go. <laughs> so, In which case, you know what? You just say, screw it and don't... No, I'm going to let the people all. know what, right. what, what their options are. Okay, so the... <clears throat> You're a good little podcaster. This is Wall-E. It's on DVD and Blu-ray. It comes out on Tuesday, November the 18th, which is tomorrow. Um, and it's available... Reading, I'm going to read um, from the press release. It's uh, available on Out of This World, single, double, and triple DVD releases... These are discs. Single disc, double disc, triple disc, DVD releases. And a spectacular, high definition, two disc and three disc Blu-ray versions. So five versions in total. Um, We're looking at the creme de la creme, the (laughs) three disc Blu-ray version. That's what we just watched. Um, But there's one for everybody. I think the single disc is just the movie. The double disc is the movie and the extras. and the (coughs) The triple disc is the movies, the extras and a digital copy. And the Blu-ray versions, the two-disc is the movie and the extras, and the three-disc, the movie extras. But not all extras, because you also have a little chart there that tells you which extras yeah. are. And don't, please don't, don't read it all to no, people. But, um, Here, show it to me. <laughs> no, it's showing no. me the chart. Actually, if you look, Everybody all the extras anything. are on everything apart from the single disc. How about the game, though? The game's just on the Blu-ray version. Those exactly. Games, yeah. But, um... You see, look, there's the Axiom Arcade games, and they're just not, they're only available on Blu ray. So, yeah, it's a, but anyway, that's the discs. They're available. They all range in price. It starts at, well, you can probably get it, like you said, for $15, the DVD version in Walmart this weekend. Mm, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm sure you can, the single disc. So what I'm saying is they range probably from in the stores fifteen dollars up to. 40. I bet it's nineteen ninety nine. All right, honest. twenty up yeah. to twenty to forty. The Blu-ray disc, the triple disc is forty. So that's the uh, promotional part of this segment. <laughs> um, so moving on to oh well, it's from Disney. Mm. Duh. <laughs> and uh, moving on to the synopsis uh, for Wall-E. Wall-E is the waste allocation lift loader. Earth class, as you, as I was really close to that before, and you just confirmed that for me. He is a little robot that is on Earth cleaning up the trash. Earth has been overcome with trash, and some time ago, we won't say how many years, because in the movie it's revealed to you, but hundreds of years ago, all the people were shipped off onto a, like an interstellar cruise ship. And Wall-E just stayed behind and kept doing his job, and in that meantime, he has sort of developed his own... AI, his own personality, and at some point in our story, they send a little bot to Earth. I'm assuming. It's never explained, but you get the gist. Um, She is scouring the planet's surface just as an automated thing to see if any plants have grown or if Earth is okay to live on again. And uh, while he falls in love with her. And 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 an adventure ensues. There's an adventure after that, and... um, 
That's it. Co- so let's. It's a um, love story. So let's let's start by telling people if they've been living under a rock or they've actually on a cruise liner in space <laughs> and they don't know anything about this movie. Um, it's Pixar's latest. It was a big blockbuster movie this summer. Um, it's just in time for Christmas, like they always are. Um, Clever buggers. I love Pixar. I can, in fact, we're going to talk a bit about the Pixar story later. But look, going back and seeing clips from all the Pixar movies, there isn't one I dislike. Can you say No, that? I agree. They're just all top quality. I don't know what it is about them, but... The... Anyway, Wally, uh, overall for me, just to start off with... What, uh, overall for you, Goma, do you think? I mean, it's just a... Just you know. Overall, I'd say it's one of the most endearing and charming movies I've ever seen. While I was still offended at some point, or offended might be a strong word... Having some issues with a little bit of parts of it. But I loved it overall. I loved him and her. You know, Wally and Eva. Evie. Eve. The girl robot. Bot. Whatever she is. I love the look of it. I love the story. Mostly. <laughs> well, But I had a really good time. And I cried. I cried. And let I can't me, help it. I and laughed let, and I cried. And let me say, for my overall, I think... It could be my favorite Pixar movie. And my nice. f- my second my favorite Pixar movie all so far is Bugs Life. Yeah, me too. Um, it's still the top for me. And this one, I thought, is it was it was kind of um, almost because it you know the primary audience for these movies is kids, right? They they kids fill the cinemas and and adults also get a treat while the kids are watching it. And I was thinking it was a bit daring because. Like, the first 20 minutes of the movie, or so, or maybe 30 minutes of the movie, and most of the movie, there's no dialogue, and it's dealing with quite a heavy subject, I think. What do you think that subject is? <clears throat> well, the subject of humans are, uh, humans and big business and commercialism is, you know... Taking over. Taking over and consuming us, and in this reality, so in, in the Wally world... So much that we can't even live on our own planet anymore because we've filled it with shit. Right. So, and then, you know. And this is where my and it's a heavy, problem I think comes it's a in. heavy subject. Really heavy. Yeah. Like, um, I don't. So maybe, you know, that Pixar magic where they can take a kid story and make it valid for adults too. Maybe that adult part that I was getting from it, kids just won't even pick up on. Because there is just a standard story as well, isn't there? A love story between two robots, or just an adventure story. Mm-hmm. You don't even might not even pick up on the love so much if you're little. Oh, I don't. I disagree because that was the main part of it. Was but him? You know. I just thought that was quite daring. It was very unlike other movies, like like Cars, the last one we or Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. It's unlike those movies because this this one seems more grown up to me. Like. Um, and I really... And the director-writer guy said he had no message. He's full of crap. And he can come to my house and we can debate it. He's totally got a message. 100%. I really liked the message. I like the message, but I don't like how... Let's just get into it. They go to the ship and everyone's been living there and they don't have to do anything. Now they're all fat. Yeah, which all is of perfect. Them. It isn't perfect. It's offensive. No. It means that these people have been led like cattle to live their life doing nothing, and now we can sort of 
poke fun at them because they're all laying around being fat well, and lazy. I don't think it was and poking fun I, at them. But that's how I take it. And mm. I think if I was a fat little kid, which I was, and I watched it, I would have my feelings hurt. And I don't care what anybody says. That's how it looks. It's like, oh, yeah. So these wow. people are useless because they're all fat and sitting around and being... On the other hand, you could say... I don't think it was saying they were useless. I think it was saying that... Well, they're victims of commercialization. Victims, yeah. yeah, but that's the other shitty side, isn't it? Because, because, because the actual positive note of the movie, getting off that, is that, yes, you can be led along by all this commercialism and you you know appear to be useless lump that does not... not that's what I'm the, saying. The actual positive... To get to that positive message of, let's not do that. Let's but why do they have to be all our, fat and like a big lump? It's really irritating to me. I don't care because Because they matter. also mentioned that they were in zero something and the bones shrunk and all that. They also mentioned that, right? Yeah, that's, that's just a flimsy thing. It is, this is what's going to happen to you because you live a worthless, sedative, sedentary life. You're going to be a worthless lump of fat. And you probably drinking are. Drinking a big soda. <laughs> no, you're not. That's just awful. Seriously, right. that offended me and that was hard to right, I don't think I, subtract I, I, that from my... Well, if it wasn't on purpose, then everyone on the ship wouldn't have been hugely fat. Okay, that was intentional, purposeful. And then in the end, when you see things coming around or whatever... Well, I won't get to that one. It'll ruin anything. But that really bothered me. And then I had to really just set that aside. And Because it's like saying you have no value if you're not Well, it wasn't active. just that they were fat. It was that... No, but that was the it was physical... It was that they did nothing for but themselves. But the physical manifestation of that. Exactly. So you're showing... That makes you worthless and useless because you're laying there fat and drinking a big... All their food was in drink cups and stuff. You know, like, that is kind of funny. I mean, it was, they, they didn't to... even have to walk. They had powered seats. It, and, it, and it is... The, I, was watching a, I was watching a documentary on YouTube the other day about Honda, who've just developed this appliance that you strap to your legs and it walks for you. Oh, my God. Right? And, like and an they're very serious. No, not an exercise thing. And they they're saying that, and you'll have to watch it. And I'll I will link to it in the um, in the show notes. But it I, I thought of it when this movie was on because it's like this it's this thing you strap to your legs. It's you, it goes in between your legs and it's like a seat you sat on, and it's and it's just velcroed up to your legs. And then you press the button and it's on. And then. If you want to move, you you're using like five percent of your legs instead right. of all of them. Now they were marketing it at people who work in factories, stood up all day, can just wear them, and it'll make the life really. Yeah, it would also make you after several years have no muscle tone and be really <laughs> weird and weak and dependent on it. You know what I mean? It, Real life uh, intimidating. I understand you know. becoming uh, useless or becoming sort of like sedentary but they the the visually using the fact that they're all hugely obese is the thing that irritated me because that was like a physical like oh yeah look these people are all lazy and they're stupid they're not done anything for hundreds of years and this is what they look like so their life is they're just a bunch of cattle and that really irritated me but like i said i was able to set that aside and then I was hoping the director would say something, at least, even if I disagreed with his point of view. But he said, no, no, I had no agenda. Bullshit. <laughs> I just think that was my... So I had to... Put but I also, I'm totally on the opposite end. I thought, um, if you... 
if you're doing a story like this and the the thing is that people have been leading this sedentary lifestyle where everything's fed to them, they would be fat. Right, but that implies that people now, like being, me, who aren't skinny, that that's our problem. That we're lazy or we sit around and do nothing, so we end up being that. And that is not the truth. Yeah, it just well, leads me to one of my recommendations, which is idiocracy, which has the same idea. Yeah, idiocracy is very but similar. But it's not that, is it? Everyone no. isn't depicted as a big, fat, lazy slob. No, it is depicted as just everybody is stupid, stupid and yeah. led like cattle. So that bothered me. But, you know, I'm a grown-up and... Uh, and me, personally, I... I thought it was I thought it was fine and and it had a message in it that I don't want to ruin. But right. the, yeah, but <laughs> yes, yes. You know, it, it pays off like cuz what I'm saying is yes, it could be offensive to some not people. Not just it's not offensive like oh my god, I'm offended. It's more like oh yeah, huh, it's going to be easy to I didn't, make fun of everybody. Well, it's not particularly funny those parts. In fact, I found those part those parts to be kind of tragic. Like um that's the tragic part where Oh yeah, there is the human race, and look at us. Like exactly. So what's wrong with being fat? That's what I'm. Well, saying. no, it wasn't. Look just how the, tragic they I, are. They're I was all fat. Saying, it wasn't just because they were fat. It was because they were fed everything. They True. did nothing. They were the man, as as you would say, the BNL. The he was telling them like a, a very thing that summed it up for me is when they were riding on the little. Uh, floaty chairs everybody's just going to work or whatever not going to work they're no. going nowhere they're going yeah. to the pool or whatever and um the thing says uh hey everybody because everybody wears the same costume as well because there's not you don't want to fuss trying new stuff on and all that it was just all everybody wears the, and the thing comes across and says hey uh, blue's the new red because everybody's wearing red and then instantly their costumes change to blue if they want them to right so it was just, that is what you hear on the TV, isn't it? Yep. Hey, black's the new grey. Oh, I totally red, agree you know? with all that. All of that I totally buy into. But the idea that all of that consumerism and, and greed and all that stuff that people are sort of soaking up, all of the like marketing and all that branding and shit that we're all soaking up, like vacuums, that the end result of that is you become a fat, lazy slob. That is not reality. That is an easy poke fun at or look at how tragic it is like you said oh poor people because I don't think we that, don't want everybody to be fat because I don't think the parts with the fat people in chairs and stuff was particularly funny and it wasn't they kind of played it down key a bit they didn't make it laugh out loud hilarious everybody because said. it's an easy as I said it's a physical visual manifestation that's what I'm saying so they did pay attention to it they didn't go oh let's have all fat people jiggling around and let's laugh at them they oh didn't I disagree I, I felt that was constant see and I didn't <laughs> And I really... Not a topic close to your heart, obviously. What? Being offended by body image things. That's all. And I guess well, I Well, you know, it, there's plenty of movies <laughs> that could offend you. you oh, know? totally. Oh, I agree. If, if For any number of reasons. And I thought this was... Uh, this, I really like the story. I thought it was oh, a really good... Oh, I love the story. I, in fact, I think it's actually, like I say, a daring story to do. Um, it's not a, It's not any way in a Disney kind of vibe that no. we fuck ourselves up so bad we have to leave and we're not let's just put it this way we're, we're only leaving the planet temporarily and be it while they clean the planet up this company um, so we fucked it up so bad we need these robots to clean it up so then we can go back and mess it up again and the right? consumerism part is the company is B&L like you said it's by and large as in B-U-I kind of large. a Walmart vibe and when, when they you look show at- 
the store itself and sort of this decrepit, dying planet. It's this miles and miles long, which, of course, again, reminds me of Idiocracy. Yeah, I, like- in, in fact, <laughs> in fact, that totally reminds As oh, soon totally. as I saw that show, I was like, because there was a, I don't know what it was called in Idiocracy, but something Mart that yeah. was as big as, like, a Miles a and miles, yeah, exactly. exactly. But, um... Now, that movie, I totally bought every part of it because the re- the representation of all these people in the future having completely let themselves over to consumerism was just a bunch of idiots. That I could buy. <laughs> and it, and, but anyway, I, what I was saying, I thought this was kind of daring. Not really in a Disney kind of vibe and quite dark, even though there's a tremendous yeah. light-hearted story in the middle of it. Quite uh, little kids, I think they'd be like. Yeah, didn't you think when he said, "Oh, I didn't have a message at all"? Didn't you think? uh, My instant reaction was, "You are full of crap." No, I I give people benefit of the doubt. How could he not have a message? Everything you've just said. I mean, yeah, it's like, do you know? (laughs) Do you know when songwriters write write really they write a really I can let's can't say it. Prolific. You can't say it either. (laughs) Prolific. (laughs) When they write a really yeah song meaningful song (laughs) yeah meaningful song. And, or it's really meaningful to you, and then you read something about it, and like John Lennon says, "Oh, I just wrote that on the toilet. It was nothing." Like <laughs> I have a very strong feeling those words never came out. What of I'm saying is, whoever, <laughs> whoever it is, it's a funny example. Yeah. I know what you mean. So, but I disagree. Let me just say, like, say, "Imagine" means a lot to you by John Lennon, but he, you read something by him that was wrote by him at the time, saying, "I just wrote that. It didn't mean all that." People put that into it. Well. That might be us putting it into it, but... There's a whole lot more effort that goes into making this movie and to make so many visual things going on and messages. There was a hidden message for me. I don't think this is anything to do with the movie, and I made this up myself (laughs) while I was watching it. But don't you think Wall-E and Eve are Apple and Microsoft? (laughs) No. (laughs) I totally do. See, Not I, at all. See, I'm sure you didn't mean that, but I took that. Well, I could, because Steve, Steve Jobs, Jobs is part is, yeah. picks it. But, you know, I kept, I kept seeing them as PC and um, Mac. Like, it, you know. So you should be offended, because you like PC, <laughs> and Wally's kind of broken down and old. And, and it uh, could be that. It could, be, it could have been a metaphor for PC and Mac that they dropped in I think in Steve there. Jobs looked in one day, and Eve used to be purple, and he goes, he goes need it, to make her white. That needs to be so glossy <laughs> white, like everything else I make. <laughs> But, um, yeah, that that was one of the hidden messages. Yeah, that I, I wasn't making up so. the thing about the fat people. And then when you watch it, you'll see it. So it wasn't my imagination. It didn't offend me. If I don't I, mean offended like, oh, a, I'm offended. I think I if I was a fat person, it wouldn't offend me either, really, to be honest. Uh, you have no idea what you're saying because you have no idea. Oh, I'm just thinking because <laughs> I don't. Oh, remember what I said shit. at the beginning? Remember? You're wrong. Yeah. So this is one of those times. You're, you're probably wrong. Oh, no, I'm not. Um, so. I loved it though. So, so my well, let's let's we've just said our overall thing. Yep. I thought the animation and the lighting and the way it all looked was the best I've seen any Pixar. I think they get better every single time. There's like a lot more detail. Because remember, Cars was absolutely the last, amazing. Well, P- Ratatouille and Cars were the last ones we watched. And where those two were still even real glossy and shiny and light and open to this one had. I they thought, had to like really muck it up at times. I thought this one had a more storm. real feel. Like. Yes, more real. Then you had the times when it was shiny and glossy, like in the ship. Then you had times on Earth when he's trying to clean up, and there's a sandstorm that really gets. So we've got a lot more 
it wasn't just sort of a flat palette of bright colors. It was and I literally all kinds. think it's one of the best looking things you you'll see. Like because it's crazy every single frame, like from that beginning, and the music's perfect. They dropped some old musical numbers in there from which musical was Hello, that? Hello Dolly. Hello, Hello Dolly. And then there's another. It's a Nat King Cole song or something mm-hmm. during a love moment and. It's just all perfect for me. And that, nah. and the, the director was saying he was playing around with old Hollywood musicals and set to music and spe- set to pictures of space. I think it worked perfectly. From that opening yeah. scene of like the Milky Way and then it just starts playing that music. You're like, okay, this... It's a little creepy. And yeah, a little it doesn't bit, seem to, right Let's just tell everybody, you are actually a hopeless romantic. So you, you do get that, you have that romantic thing. You like... The music and the love and yeah, the, you do, <laughs> which I love. It's very charming and wonderful. And I thought the love story between Wally and Eve was really well done because neither of them can talk. Eve's everything that Eve conveys is her eyes. She's got like these LED eyes. She like talks. A, she says Wally. Yeah. She doesn't. <laughs> She's a directive. Yeah, hardly. Directive. She talks, but she doesn't. They don't talk to each there other. There is no um, scenes of dialogue at all, ever. No. Apart from human beings. But um, between these two. But she has this really emotive eyes that... But her eyes are just two blue LED yeah, but, things. But like this, still like at a... the beginning where she's being mischievous, when he gives her something to play with, and she does something... It's perfect. Like, her eyes... You're like, yeah. oh yeah, she's she's messing with him. Like, you and know? it's the same old trick of animation and cartoon drawing and comic drawing forever, is that... You lift one little side of an eye, and without knowing, you kn- because we look at each other all the time. Yeah, we know what it means, and they it, do yeah. it in a very, um, very tuned in. I think one of my favorite scenes was where she came, where she first came, comes to Earth, looking for the. She's looking for plants to see if Earth's suitable to go back to, and um, she doesn't understand. You know, she's she's a robot. And she's got a high, you know, a super duper weapon system on board because if she's threatened, she will right. strike. And there's a part where where they're in the dockyard and there's the big boats. Yeah. And she, she, what, what is it that is, is it Wally that startles her? And anyway, she fires off like a nuclear right, blows up a ship, and then but it's huge. It. Like it's like you know. see, I disagree that she doesn't know. That she's just a robot. Because when she first gets there and she starts scanning and then she looks up and sees that the ship is gone that dropped her off, that's when she takes off and starts flying around like free. Yeah. Like so she like, has her personality and she's like, ah, oh, I'm alone and now I can do what I want. And she just goes crazy I do like her. Um, flies all over the place. So she's already a sentient kind of... But she's also got this uh, survival instinct. So yeah. like when Wally... <laughs> when Wally... He does something inside... He drops his, something and she blows and him she up. she blows him up completely. Because like, she's just programmed if anything bothers right. but I mean that was one of my favourite parts with the boats because it was such big destruction and then she just sits there and looks at the fire yeah. like she's fascinated <laughs> by it and she's just completely wiped the whole thing <laughs> but um, I just love the whole idea I love the idea of a robot such as Wally who's made for a specific function I, I really like that the, the beginning scene where he's building see endless he, piles of trash he's compacting piles of trash into squares and then he's stacking them on top of each other. Which is funny because it's this futile when you think of it. Because nothing ever comes of it. And so even in the beginning, just compacting the trash and moving it around wasn't ever going to solve the problem to begin with. 
Well, they were going to burn it all, remember? Yeah, but, yeah, and that never ended up happening. No. And the, when you come into the world and it's all devastated and stuff, it's not devastated like blown up, it's devastated like abandoned. I love that. I love any sort of, and it's not post-apocalyptic because it's not it, like it's, that. No, not like it's that. It's just left. Yeah. It's like left. It's not left like legend, or I am legend, where you have some suspect overgrowth in three years or whatever, but <laughs> or eight years or whatever it is. Yeah, it but it's just left, and I really like that. And it's a world. It's also a world that we can relate to because it's just like our world with a mall and a. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. Well, like it is our we, world. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. not. It's not kind of. Well, I guess he's it, in a city, so there's big skyscrapers yeah. and. But I just like the idea of a robot that is make, created to make that task, and then uh, then I had questions. I was like, okay, then. So he's doing this all the time. How? See, this is really this is a, what makes the movie cool. So questions immediately came into my mind: was how does this robot carry on doing it every day? Doesn't he need charging up? And then they showed you he charges up yep. from the sun. He, he wakes up one morning and up. his little thing says he needs a solar charge, and he comes out. He's all dragon, and he opens up and he. Charges so he could do that forever, you know. It's and that's why because I, I kept thinking at the beginning, you know, hmm, does he have a docking station? And where's the electric <laughs> coming from? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody's where's all of his like, yeah, true. Yeah, so like the solar panel was was good. So, you know, I thought it was the look of it, and let's specifically say the Blu-ray disc is is. To me, the main things of the whole thing that made it really lovely was their story. And then there's always the sort of the rising up part of all of these stories. There's, yeah. a, there's a moment of turnaround. I like that. And I love the look of it. Every robot, even when you're, even when you're sort of like over it, after about halfway, you're kind of like you're in it then. I still tried to marvel constantly at every little moving piece and thing. And then we watched some of the extras and we're listening to the thing. I wanted to watch it again and see... Because it is what you miss. It is really perfect. Their animation. It's smooth. It's. Are we being brainwashed by a big corporation? Probably. <laughs> it's smooth. It's like so detailed. When you go inside um, Wally's truck, where yeah. he, he collects bits and pieces from his trash that he finds, you know, for stuff. no reason. <laughs> you can't figure out why. No, he's got like a collection of cigarette lighters and forks and. You know, all kinds of things. But that is just... It's incredibly detailed. And I'm what sure. I would like to have seen was the moment... You know, he, he ends up... He has an iPod or some other MP3 player. We'll call it an iPod. Plugged in. And he has, like, some magnifying things. He so does, he yeah. it big. It's an iPod. And he plugs a cassette into a thing that's hooked to another thing. So his iPod will play this movie. I would like to see a short of the day he discovered that. You know what I mean? Because by now he's watched this movie so many times. He's memorized it. He loves the music. He's got it on his little recorder. But the day, you know, you get the idea already. He's become, he's got his own personality. He's got his own mind. He thinks for himself. But I would like to have seen that day. Yeah. When he discovered that music and the dancing and the love thing for the first time. That would have been really, that would be a nice short to see. <laughs> so... Overall, for me, I I thought it was brilliant. Everybody should see it. It's a kind of movie that anybody can get something from, I think. And I think that's the same for all Pixar movies. Um, I'll just throw in my recommendations there, just because they're pretty relevant to this. The first one is... I did two. first one is A Bug's Life. Because mm-hmm. it's a toss-up between Wally and Bug's Life for me now. It's still Bug's Life at the top Bug's of the Bug's Life, I have to see it again because I've not seen it for a long time, you know? It's um, absolutely hysterical. And I'm sure a Blu-ray version is coming. Of all these movies. Um, so, yeah, Bugs Life's my first one um, recommendation. And my second recommendation, Bugs Life obviously goes another Pixar movie. 
The second recommendation is I wanted to think of a CG movie that I really liked that wasn't mm. a Pixar one. So I chose uh, Final Fantasy Spirits Within. That was good. A lot of people hated it. Um, because it... I don't know why. I it was It's nothing to do with the Final Fantasy games, let's put it that way. Yeah, it's no. a story of itself. Characters are nothing to do... And it's a different kind really of story. It's it. not the kind of story we in the in our culture are used to having everything hand-fed to you. It's got an element of, you know, Japanese storytelling. It's a bit Matrix-y. It's very a bit... Mytho- like There's a lot of deeper things. Maybe not deeper, but things just... we don't get. But And it doesn't just lay it out for you and stuff. But I really liked it. And I it was mesmerized. Yeah, yeah, I was mesmerized. And we saw it on the theater, actually. Yeah, we did. Because... Yeah. Um, that was and, back in the day when we still went to the theater before it became it, a shithole. And it is a long... <laughs> it is was out a long time ago, but it still sticks in my mind as a good CG movie that I've seen. So there's my two recommendations. My recommendations are, as I said, Idiocracy. Because the same idea is, applies that in the future, because people now are all being led like idiots, because it's called Idiocracy, by everything they see on television, every advertisement, you know, you've got to have a bigger car, a bigger diamond. That really irritated me. One day this week I listened to a, the radio on the way home from work, and one of the commercials was, she'll love you even more if you get her a diamond for Christmas. Yeah, and I was like, oh, you fuckers, I yeah. hate that. That is not, it just drives me crazy. And people are led by that. Somebody with a simple brain are going to come on and go, yeah, my husband doesn't love me because he doesn't buy me diamonds. That's what I think idiocracy all like, is. All, all like you just saying that. Or I, I'll be sat in the car on the way home from work and I'll be listening to that. And uh, it will say, buy your wife a diamond because she'll love you even more. Just the thing that somebody would go, oh, really? They'll love me more? Like, they would actually fall for that shit. And they do, yeah. And that's why I think idiocracy, because, <laughs> because it goes to the furthest... it's just a material furthest, item. Who cares? Yeah, it goes to the furthest reach of that, that people are just idiots for going along with every infomercial and all that stuff. So that's why, because it's more of an adult look, real live action, obviously, and it's really funny and... I guess if you're kind of an idiot, that would offend you. So that's why my big butt got me, made me a little bit uh, defensive on this one. And my other one is Joe versus the volcano, because a very similar kind of attitude in the beginning, where he comes into work and the really horrible flickering lights, and the life has been sucked out of him by this daily drudgery of working, and ugh, and then to go out on an adventure in his life, thinking his life is going to end and to screw it all. And that's when he finds life again is by taking action and doing something so there so there's so, four good movies to for, for you people to watch in fact joe versus volcano will be a good christmas gift and let me <laughs> let me just insert a bonus one there because you said idiocracy and it's a mike judge movie office space the same vibe yeah yeah <laughs> totally. it's actually the same vibe <laughs> totally it's like what you we just are said letting about the joe. life get sucked out of us by ideas of corporations and jobs and being led by advertisements and commercialism and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, I'm probably a hypocrite and I probably have things and do things that don't follow that, but I try. And my mantra, of course, as we know at the end of the show, think for yourself or someone else will do it for you. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And um, Office Space, um, a friend of mine was having layoffs in his company mm. this week and yeah. he was... And he wasn't Not sure. Not that that's funny. That's horrible. No. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing at what but, you're going to say. But he wasn't sure um, whether he was going to be laid off or not. And I gave him the advice <laughs> to 
do as the guy in office space does, and when you go in with for the interview, just to um yeah, coming in your flip flops and your I don't give a shit attitude, and just when they say so so what's a, what's an average day like for you? Well, I uh, roll in about ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. I uh, text I just, message my wife all day. I go on the internet for an hour, and then I try and have lunch until two, and then I come in and I shuffle papers for an hour, and then I go home. <laughs> you know, because I don't really care. And then they'll probably say, "Wow, you're so you're so like they do in the movie." You're so, you're me, so honest. Is this because you don't have motivation? No, you know what are the names? Larry and Larry or something. I just don't care. Bob. <laughs> Bob yeah. and Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't care. And they, they admire him because he's he's the only straight shooter. Yeah, exactly. You're a straight shooter. <laughs> Brilliant that movie. Really yeah, we good. should watch that again. So um, yeah, there's the recommendations. Moving on to this is an odd one for cast because it's just voices, obviously. So I. Mentioned a few of the cast. Uh, Wally is played by Ben Burt, who I know nothing about. Because all he says is Eva. Yeah, Eva. he sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Um, then there's a lesser night as Eve. Um, again, Fred Willard is he's, he's actually plays a live action part in the movie, mm-hmm. which was interesting because I don't think I've seen that in a Pixar movie. Yeah, before. they start out with that people in modern day are people people, people and people, then in the future yeah. they turn into CGI fat people. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah, but <laughs> but I like that as a stylistic thing. I liked seeing the little public information video yeah, with totally. the real people in it. Um, anyway, Fred Willard plays the CEO of this big company, BNL. He's always the same. He was the president, actually. Remember they called him Mr. President? Yeah, it says BNL CEO on the... Uh, mm. But anyway, he... Um, I, I really liked him. And yes, he is always the same. But he, he's just the same. He's the guy out of Anchorman, basically. But he... Oh, not to me. He's the guy out of, Rock, out of Roxanne. I don't know why. Yeah. But he, <laughs> but he's good. And, and, he, and he plays that sleazy marketing guy perfectly. And then there's John Ratzenberger as the voice of John. Mm-hmm. Didn't have much of a part. I mean, not really. No, I didn't. Not a lot. And, and Sigourney Weaver is the ship's computer. That was the only one I really... Him and her and John Ratzenberger. So the voices, while they're all brilliant, perfect, I think, it's not a voice movie. Like, say, half of the movies, nothing. Although like, I no, did say, right, as soon as she started talking, I go, hey, that's Ripley. I knew, because I'd already wrote the notes. Uh-huh. Um, and the director of this movie is Andrew Stanton, who directed Finding Nemo and A Bug's Life. Pretty I think good. he did a brilliant job on this, and those. <laughs> I can't... These... Well, we'll talk about it in a minute when we do the extras, because there's some... Okay, so we looked at the <laughs> triple-disc Blu-ray version. It's a slip-cover disc. It's got nice artwork embossed. Whatever. Get rid of the slip-covers, people. It's it, um, totally useless. It, um... Could I complain anymore? But I'm just saying, one more thing to complain about. Okay, this is the, the three-disc uh, Blu-ray edition that we, we took a look at, and let's go through the extras here. We've got, um... The, the short Bernie, um, which is... You always get a shot with a Pixar movie. I, I assume it showed theatrically, or maybe that other one did. Not sure. They, show, they always show them before. But anyway, this is Bernie. And it's kind of a parallel story with Wally. Um, what did you think? It was cute. It was cute. It's just a little robot has to go out and fix a light on the side of the ship, but... It sh- this little short shows his adventure while, and the sections of the movie that are happening while he's going through. He gets out on there to fix the thing, and he gets broken. He has to go get another part, and he comes back, and gets broken. He's just sort of a hapless little robot guy who can't get his work done. Now, let me um, just preface this. I'm just want to say this is the these features that I'm going to read until I say 
until I say so, <laughs> are Blu-ray exclusive ones. So the Bernie feature is only on the Blu-rays, the Bernie movie. Which and is I, Blu-ray 1 and 2? Yeah, both of them. Any Blu-ray version, you'll get this. And I think it was pretty cool, because I do like the little... Because it, it was a fully produced, not a rough cut, right? it was a proper movie. Um, and you can also watch that with a picture-in-picture presentation by the director. Uh, and then there's Cine Explore, which... After you've watched the movie, you can go back and watch the movie again with Cine Explore turned on. And now, this has the director, Andrew Stanton. It's a commentary, basically, but it's a visual as well, right? Yeah, you get, like, you get sketches come up, and then you get other things coming up, like, to show you how And you how can they... turn those off and just listen to you it. You can. That was a good feature. Yeah, which... If you don't want the artwork and you just want to listen to it. And it's pretty it. interesting. If you're interested in the movie from a director's standpoint, I think that's... Then there's another one, which I thought was really... This, these are Blu-ray exclusive, by the way. You don't get these on the others. The Geek Track. Now, I thought that was a cool, unique use of um, Blu-ray technology. It's, okay, so it's Mystery Theater, Mystery Science Theater 5000 style. 3000. 3000 style. Yeah, for um, obvious reasons. And four of the people involved in making and producing of the movie... Right. Sat on a little couch in front of this. You get the silhouette. You see the like, movie properly in full yeah. high definition. You see these people at and the And they just rattle off their comments and stuff, which you thought was really great, and I think I would get really irritated. It's a geek uh, track, so they're kind of being sarcastic and bringing up yeah. funny things. But I don't like. I, I'm so funny. Let me just say. say was, I don't like to nitpick, but Let I me sound just say like they were slightly pretentious, though. Thank you. Okay. But I did enjoy it, and I find that feature to be fun. It would be fun, I think, to listen. I think, like, Austin, my nephew, would enjoy listening to their comments and stuff. Because one guy will say, you see that galaxy spinning there? Galaxies don't spin that fast. Yeah, exactly. It's stuff geeky like that. kind yeah. of stuff. And let's, um, is that really geeky or is that just being smart-ass? Smarmy. smarmy. This, all right, let's say it's the... Um, it's the smart-ass The track. smarmy track. <laughs> so then we've also got the Axiom Arcade, which is Blu-ray exclusive again, which is for... Classic video games with a Wall-E twist. And I think they were really good. They were fun, yes. Very and fun. they've even got high score tables. The, so you could play it and have hand it to me and I could play it. Yeah, exactly. So one of them's like a... I won't say rip-off. I will say... No, no, it's just an uh, homage. Homage to Asteroids. One is an homage to Painter, which is a... That's an I, I really liked it. Uh, um, one is... Burger Time. Burger Time. And it's pretty much <laughs> an exact copy of the other of one where you drop down... You pick up the thing and you come down. What's that one? You pick up the th- oh, Lunar Lander. Yeah. So yeah, it's for classic seventies, eight, early seventies, late eighties, early seventies, late 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 seventies, early eighties. <laughs> Arcade games. Early seventies, late eighties. Given a Wally twit, they've just got Wally graphics. Yeah. So there is essentially those games. Yeah, but why not? Put I thought those they were. Out? I thought they were really good though. I think you could do that. I would buy. I would seriously buy computer games. Okay, let, that are like that. Let me just say this, right? Um, Journey to the Center of the Earth, that... Uh, no, Get Smart, that separate disc of DVD game. I would trade that for these four games. Oh, and then some. Yeah. I think these four games are worth 50 of those. And then finally, on the Blu-ray exclusives for this disc, is the 3D set fly-throughs. Mm-hmm. Now, that's quite detailed. There's a lot of sets you can... And It just basically is, they've done sort of like a camera movement into and around the 3D sets is slower. There's no action going on. You get to see all the details, and it's pretty cool. Looks pretty cool. Um, and then there's BD Live, which unfortunately, because we got the disc early, we cannot... It says, um, sorry, BD Live is not available in your region. 
That's what it says right now. Yeah. But on Tuesday, there'll be a bunch of stuff there, I assume, for you to look at. Um, and then, from now on, these extras that I'm going to mention now, they're all in high definition on the Blu-ray disc, but they're also on the DVD in, in lower definition. Lower definition? Standard definition. Standard definition. Okay, so this is a brilliant extra, in my opinion. Something that I turned on thinking we would probably just watch ten minutes and mm-hmm. then move on. The Pixar Story by Leslie Iwerks. It's a full 90-minute... If you want to know anything about Pixar, you only need to watch this, I think. Yes, the history it's of the everything, company, from like how it was founded to... It kind of, it stops before Ratatouille, doesn't it? It doesn't go. Yeah, they all the mention way. it, but I think they probably just tag that in there. Yeah. Whenever the production of it was done, and it's they really to... well made documentary. I thought it's got Steve Jobs talking about Pixar and George well, Lucas is in there. You know, it's it, it's just a history of the company. I, mean, I really, let's, I thought let, it was. Let's face it, though, they've made what eight movies now, and they're already doing some major retrospective on the life of their company. Mm-hmm. They're an incredible company. They are incredible, and they have done an incredible thing in in progressing, obviously. And some of the stuff I didn't know about. Some of of those software tools that they developed. And those old shitty computers they did. That they were working on, like. The guy was sleeping under his desk. You know what it reminded me of? You know, the other day we were watching um, Dignation, and Kevin Rose said, Do you feel like, you know, there used to be something magic about computers, and we would spend hours. Messing. And now it's kind of like we take it for granted. And that's what I think of when you hear these stories. These men started this company on, I mean, they weren't broke, let's face it. They had some big-time money behind them at the I mean, time. But they still spent endless hours of that enthusiastic, we're just going to make this work, endless, endless. And now do you think it? they have to work hard, I would think, to keep that vibe going. Because at some point... They're a corporation. That man, new inventiveness is going to wear off. So that's what I thought but I mean, when he showed the bed under the desk. This even had The video. wife even said, we had to have family time. So you knew in their life, he was spending every, days every, of, their, of his life even there. had video footage, because it's not a long, yeah. t- it's not a long time ago. Video footage of him... Coming out into the car park yeah. and and somebody saying, oh, you have a good parking space. And he's like, that's because I've not moved my car for three days. I sleep under my desk. And then pitch, and then actual video footage of his bed under his desk and working on this shitty IBM computer that looks... <laughs> and like doing incredible things, I have to incredible say. Incredible things. Like um, that that movie that he's, he showed, the first one he, not, he mocked up on a computer that wasn't particularly amazing looking. But considering what he had to work what, with, what, when you saw what, when he was coding it, oh my god, he was coding, he was coding it on like like a bloody <laughs> Commodore sixty four. It looked like it looked, you know, it was archaic. So I mean, that's the good thing about this particular. Documentary, I thought the documentary get was a good background. We I intended just to get a flavor of it because we obviously sometimes we can't sit and watch all this. You said that we'll watch it for a few minutes, and as we start, I'm like, oh, well, I'm interested. Would, I'm interested. When's he going to say we're going to turn it off? He's like, oh, be, oh, I'd rather no, watch it all. I, 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 well, we got about I think 20 minutes into it, and then it got to the Steve Jobs part, and I've always been interested in Steve Jobs, um, you know, involvement in Pixar because I was never quite clear exactly. Oh what yeah, it was. clears up for you how it really all came does. about, who's been in charge, the relationship between them and Disney. The relationship again, between again. them and Lucasfilm, even which yeah. I had no idea about, no idea. And this weird little fringe group of people who were pioneering this kind of animation when nobody else even cared. It was to me, it was fascinating, and it shows you how things happen. You know, mm-hmm. like look at this movie; it's incredible. Like it came from this John Lasseter guy, pretty much. 
Yeah, it seems to be the driving force. When you really force. boil it down, it starts with him and ends with him. It is about him. Everybody and his else who kind of peripheral around yeah, him. Yeah, he is the one who pushes it, even when things aren't going so well. Toy Story too. And now uh-huh. he's got a pretty cushy role. It sounds like in Disney, it sounds like he might become more of a yeah. Yeah. It, and I'm not saying that what they've done isn't important in the movie and graphics and other kind of like visual arts on our computers, television, movies. But then again, it's not like they're, you know, solving the world's problems. They take themselves a little bit too much like we're changing the world here. Well, yeah, you're changing entertainment. You're changing the way commercials look. I also really like their fun outlook of things. Yes, I was thinking that. The people who've worked there over the years have a whole different look at life and their job it looks like the workplace is different that is a good thing because they're not the people who go drudgingly to work and clock in some of them might obviously but i think that's where they come in and the people who've been involved in their company seems like a good thing so that's the pixar story it's literally as long as wally is it's well worth watching if you're a pixar fan i think it's i was saying to you this was actually theatrically released this pixar story documentary this year and I think to put it as an extra is great because some companies would have put it as a separate disc and let you buy it. I'm not grateful to them. I think it's... A, it's I'm not grateful. I'm just saying it is great. Because I, I didn't expect to be able to see that movie. When I did see it was theatrically released, I wasn't even sure if we'd ever get to see it. So you get to see that. Um, and the second uh, DVD extra is Presto, which is <laughs> another Pixar short, a new, brand new one. And I said to you, it's kind of in the vein of like Tom and Jerry mm-hmm. meets Vaudevillian. It's a magician and his rabbit fighting through these magical hats where the magician can reach into his hat and wherever he puts this sort of like Marlin looking hat, his hand actually comes out there. So it is real magic. Which means he can, yeah, there's some real <laughs> magic going on there. He has it hidden in his drawer and everything. So the idea is he reaches through his hat and wherever the marlin hat is, the rabbit is there and he can grab him and, like, magic. But the so, rabbit is hungry and he wants his carrot and so is extorting... Hel- let's say it, hilarity and Hilarity, yes, with lots of electrocution it's and funny. some fire. It's, and it's some, in the Tom and Jerry style totally. of, like, getting, you know, getting your hand trapped in a mouse trap and all it's that kind pl- of stuff. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's really funny. And I, I really like... I'm always looking forward to these little shots. They're always good on all the movies. Um, and then... Next, there's animations... Well, it's a... This is another 90-minute in total mm-hmm. documentary. But it's the it's more of the standard, mm-hmm. here's the sound people, here's Collection the, of shorts. Here's the sound people, here's the visual people, here's how we did... You know. So it's a collection of shorts which totals 90 minutes almost. Like, here's a section about the score, here's a section about the robots, how we drew them. And they're well, well presented yeah. and just in the, in the standard... It's mainly talking to people from Pixar, behind-the-scenes people. Um, so, you know, that's three hours worth of extras there already without messing with any of the other stuff. Uh, deleted scenes, which are, as usual with Pixar movies, it's not the kind of... Deleted scenes aren't the same in these kind of movies. No, They're no. usually storyboards with music. Or the sound, but not the right voices and all that, just pieced together. Storage board, storyboards, yeah, moving storyboards. And the Lots of Bots storybook. Now, this is a storybook, which we say was probably aimed at three-year-olds, maybe? I think three to four. Which is fine. Yeah, yeah, Because it's the kind of movie a three-year-old will absolutely love. Sit your little three or four-year-old on your lap and watch the movie first and then go through this thing. And this is available in, like, two formats. You can just watch it as a storybook or you can interact with it. And the interaction is pretty... 
limited. It, it gives you a picture of a robot and you build pick it. Pick the little parts. And you pick the them. right shape into the hole. It's like, right. you know, but it's it's fun. And it's got it's a little rhyme to it. Um, BNL Shorts. That'd be by and large. The corporation. Now, these are the cool, like, propaganda. Yes. Movies. that And they're in, everything's in high definition. But um, then there's a... Uh, much, much more, apparently. <laughs> well, there's the gallery that we glanced in that had each individual, all the different robots that are yeah, that really. you, they're featured. So you have, like, the on the ship, you have, like, the the hairdresser robot that floats around your head and does your hair and puts your makeup on. And they, a little thing comes on it. Sigourney Weaver's voice, if I remember correctly. Yep. Describing to you what this bot does and what their capabilities are. And you see their little specs and stuff. So that's kind of fun. I think kids would actually like to go through that. Because you don't get a chance to stop and look at each individual robot and there's tons of them so I think that's a good one actually yeah there is tons of them and um, I just wanted to uh, the BD Live features that will be coming on Tuesday there's like four BD Live um, features Um, one is movie chat now this is uh, communicate with your friends on screen listen to this this is kind of like science fiction or something but communicate with your friends on screen using your Blackberry or iPhone or any cell phone with text your chat session which is on your cell phone will appear on the movie in real time while you're watching it between each other how does that work? and why? what in the hell would anyone be thinking to want to chat with someone while they're watching the movie? well regardless if we want to do it or not and maybe <laughs> maybe kids and that want to do it right? how does that work? It doesn't secretly the, just know you're calling no, each it's, other. You I have mean, to go it, through that. It's the power of it's the power of the internet, right? So, yeah, yeah. So it intercepts your. You're calling texture. that, and they're calling that, and then it yeah. sees what you're doing. But anyway, that's that's that. That's that's Disney's movie chat. There's also Disney's movie mail, and it says Blu-ray owners will be able to record a video message of themselves, superimpose that capture into a clip of the movie, and send it off to a friend, colleague, or res- relative. Their specific feature enables the Wally Blu-ray disc owner to personalize a special greeting as never before. Now that sounds interesting to me, but I don't get I'd it. I'd like to see that in action. Well, you put yourself in a clip from the movie and your uh, voice? No, video it says. <laughs> You'll be able to with... record a video message of yourself. Now, so a little box in the corner basically is what yeah, we're saying. Yeah, but where I mean, where's the video camera come from on the Blu-ray player? <laughs> Same as the cell phone. How does how does how does this movie know? Disney used the power of science fiction. Maybe Disney has more power than we think. Maybe they're watching us right now. And now this is the this is the Blu-ray live feature that I would dig. I feel like Disney's going to open up a door beneath me for not liking the whole fat people thing, and I'm going to be sucked down into some pit somewhere. So, yeah, maybe and replaced will. by another more amiable wife. So this is the Blu-ray feature that I would be into, and it's the movie challenge, and this will be available through the Blu-ray live feature, and it's users will be able to test their skills against other online players in a synchronized, real-time online trivia game that happens during your watching of WALL-E. Now that's a good one. Uh, there is always a movie challenge game in progress to join, regardless of the time of day. So you'll start your movie off, you'll, you'll start the challenge, and you'll be... Answering trivia it questions. It sounds good, but is it just sort of like simplistic things like what I actually at? think, given Disney's track record of stuff that they do on Blu-ray, that that will be quite good. Cause, we'll have to try it. Yeah, yeah, we will. We'll have to stick it in next weekend and just have a look. Um, and then the fourth Blu-ray live feature is Disney Movie Rewards Live. 
Blu-ray owners will be able to insert Disney Blu-ray discs, including this one, to accumulate reward points by ta- by, t- by participating in the BD Live activities, like those three that we just mentioned. In return, the viewers can then redeem these points for exclusive content on the live network, such as avatars, ringtones, and previews of upcoming movies, and other exciting possibilities. Sounds like they, you know, we've seen this Blu-ray Live feature on other discs, and all it amounts to is you can watch some trailers. Seems like Disney... Doesn't it sound like they're trying to turn you into one of those people? Who all you do is sit there and do nothing? And well, to, to me, to me <laughs> watch, it seems watch like... Watch your movie and What I'm getting at here is uh, we've seen lots of... We've seen Blu-ray Live features. Mm-hmm. Universal generally use it as a... Here's some trailers. Yeah, this seems to me like somewhere it can be taken. Somebody's trying yeah. here. Yeah. Especially with the movie quiz. Because that can be changed too, remember? That can be different from one week to the next. So it's kind of like seeing it, playing it online. So that's pretty much everything. Um, it's Wally and it's on Blu ray disc and DVD this Tuesday. Um, I say bye. I think if you got some little kids or kids of a certain youngish age who will watch it endlessly, it's. But buy the regular DVD. And let, no, just let me say that the Blu-ray presentation is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, it really looks good. I Sounds mean, good. Looks it, good. It, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a showpiece one, for sure. I think I'd put that, if I was showing somebody the projector, do you want to see? That's one to put into. I show. don't know, I think Cars, actually. I, I think Cars is a pretty good one, too. Yeah. I like the intro to Cars with all the music yeah. in there. So, yeah, that's, um, that's Wally. Let's uh, move on to... Other things? Well, thank you to Disney for sending us that disc. And let's move on to our contest. Let's, uh... Do I... Contest? Yep. We have a contest? Where are we? (laughs) Trans-Siberian. Trans-Siberian is a movie, and you can win uh, the copy of it that we have. (laughs) You're so professional. (laughs) Trans-Siberian is a movie. (laughs) Yes, it is. Well, it could be a TV show. It could be a documentary. It is a movie. Yes. You know all the stats, but they can look it up. Trans-Siberian. And uh, you can win it by answering this question. And it's a Blu-ray movie, by the way. Yes. Who did the voice of the hero boy in Polar Express? And we won't explain why that question no. is the question about this movie. Listen to we last week and I'll explain. But, I'll but explain. also, don't enter if you haven't got a Blu-ray player, because it's useless. Right, it's a Blu-ray disc exclusively. I mean, you can enter if you don't have it. That might motivate you to buy a player someday. I don't and know. And if, you, if you're listening today... Woot, www.woot.com. <laughs> no, it's nothing to do with me. I, I don't have any affiliation with Woot. But they're offering a uh, 129.99 Blu-ray player, which is a pretty good deal, I think. How much is a Blu-ray drive for your PC? Um, I have one in my PC, uh, about 100, maybe 90. See, there you could watch, you could get a Blu-ray drive for your computer and watch Blu-ray mo- movies on your computer. Yeah, I find so it works choose. fine. I throw a disc I mean, in and it works. Personally, I wouldn't want to watch movies on my computer all the time. I like the big screen, but still, just so you. Well, yeah, anyway, yeah. the contest, Trans-Siberian. If you want to win the Blu-ray copy, send an email to ascoli at ascoli.com and in the subject line put Trans-Siberian. And if you want a $129 Blu-ray <laughs> player, which I have never seen one that cheap in my entire life, it doesn't support Blu-ray Live, unfortunately, because the older versions of Blu-ray, but $129.99, if you were looking to get into it, that's the cheapest way. And that's just a standalone DVD player. It's not... Standalone Blu-ray player right. to put it <clears throat> underneath your TV. Right, and right. Watch, which is fine, you know. Um... 
So that's that. Moving on to games, etc. I've been playing this week Call of Duty World at War. It's really good. It's Call of Duty. We play it every night. It's um, I've also been also been playing Mirror's Edge, which is a really interesting game. That's my interpretation of Call of Duty. Nice. Um, <laughs> Mirror's Edge is. Uh, I played a little. I played a level of it before we actually uh, started the podcast. In between the movie and the podcast, it's um, the free running game that I mentioned. Okay, I remember when I said I was really looking forward to it, and it was going to be like it's right up my alley. It is, but there are definitely. Uh oh, you're falling into everybody else. No, game? there are definitely problems with it. And yeah, the, the problems with it in my playing it is the combat is rubbish. Like it's. The, it's like you can either disarm the soldiers, or you can beat them up. Beating them up doesn't work. Like ninety percent of the time, you press your button and they just hit you and you're dead, instantly dead, and then you have to restart. Um, disarming them, it's like a timing game. You have to wait until the gun turns red and then click the button really quick. That seems to work fifty percent of the time. There doesn't seem to be any. You can't get good at it because it's different every single time. So. If they were making another one, I would completely remove um, combat. Or now, make it better. Well, I, I would remove it. I would just have a free-running game that doesn't involve combat. If there's any threat to you, I think it should be by another runner chasing you. You've got to get away from it. Mm. He's not shooting at you. He's just going to run at you and like knock you over. Okay. <laughs> knock you down. Yeah, you know, get you to the floor and arrest you. Maybe it's a... Maybe it's a police parkour uh, unit. Mm. Um, But guys with machine guns and bazookas, you're you're a running person. Yeah, but you are running in a controlled military kind of state. I know it makes sense. It just doesn't play out very well. I enjoy running. I enjoy jumping. I enjoy finding the best route, route through all the level. Soon as a helicopter comes, as soon as the guy over the radio, which is in your ear, says, oh, there's some blues at the next... They call them blues. There's some blues coming up. I think. Oh yeah, this part's kind of like be. the dogs on Call of Duty. Yeah, this you part's. Hate them. <laughs> I, I, I think this part's going to. I be. hear you say that a lot. Oh, the damn dogs! Those damn. Oh, I hate those. Yeah, dogs. on Call of Duty, yeah. when the other ah. team call in the dogs, you're pretty much guaranteed to be dead in a few <laughs> seconds because the dog's eating your ass, like, and you don't know it's there. So, Mirror's Edge, I love it. I love the visual. I love Faith, the character. I love. The music, you said. The you music's like really good. Yeah, it's 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 one song but remixed in each level. It's and then a vocal version in the final level, which is, you know, it's it pumps you up for the running. Um, I like the subject matter. I just don't like the fighting. Yeah, but just having that free running thing in fully alive modern day imperfect city it, but, with a with, different story. You know what I mean? And the first person view, it's fine. It, when you play, I mean, I thought it might give a problem, in, but no, it doesn't. I've played it all the way through almost. I'm chapter five now. I recommend it, but it's definitely not a buy because it's too... Hmm. You know what it feels like? Like a concept that... Like the first level. Like black and white, where you're really loving it and you think this is yeah. totally interesting and I, and then you're like, this is still really good. But um, yeah, and then well, later you're like, I know this is good, but there's something that... Let me tell you, the first level, I played it. And, and, and I think a lot of people have this feeling. This is the best game I've ever played in the world. It's like so new and it's... Because there's no combat in the first level. Or the demo, <laughs> let me uh, right. mention that. 
Um, so you're like, wow, this is... And the end of the first level ends up in you running to the edge of a skyscraper full speed, jumping into thin air and landing on a helicopter. And I mean, how exciting is that? That never happens again in the entire movie, anything as exciting as game. that in the game. Um, but, you know, the the whole thing is... like. It, it, it looks good, it plays good, but the fighting, I don't know. They just need to sort that out. Maybe um, will. So I recommend it for a rental. Um, for um, the experience unless, of it. Yeah, for the experience of it. Unless you're completely into free running, and I think you should probably have it, you know. Um, moving on to games for this week, which are just about to come out. Need for Speed Undercover. I love Need for Speed, you do. so you can... Racing is your You can favorite. pretty much say I like that one. <laughs> and uh, Tomb Raider Underworld. Which is the latest in the Tomb Raider, and I love Tomb Raider too. I'm not even interested in that. It's always a bit too tricky for you. Tomb you reckon? I get irritated. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's definitely. I love Tomb Raider Legend, which was the last one a couple of years ago. Um, I thought it was a comeback for because it had started getting a bit crappy, and they pulled it back. The controls are a lot better. This is the sequel to Legend, so looking forward to it. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention is. I fixed somebody's computer this week who had spyware. Oh, right. <laughs> probably... I see your note, it says. Um, can I read it? No. Don't. No, okay. <laughs> so it's probably the worst spyware I'd ever seen. Um, how many did I say? Thousands, I thought. Yeah. It... 700 and 900 and something else. 3,000. If it was up to me, I would have reformatted it. But this person had so much stuff and it was, you know, the printers were set up and... They're not well-educated computer people. They yeah. use it for a well, business thing. Hence the reason they had... And this is, the, this is what I want to say. This is what this section is about. <laughs> okay. Things... Reasons... You know, this is my things for you not to get spyware. If you're out there saying, Oh, I get spyware. How do I get rid of that? Well, here's my tips. I think it's four or five tips. Number one is use an antivirus. A good one. Yeah. I, I recommend semantic... Antivirus. Uh, it's a corporate thing. I don't. You can get it and keep it updated. Update it every week. It's fine. Let it do a scan once a week, and let it have its uh, auto. Um, I think it's called auto protect. Let that be running all the time. Yeah. Let it tell you if something comes up. It'll come up and say to yeah. you, "Oh, this file is here." And don't ign- and never ignore that warning. That warning is telling you that something weird's going on. So. Act on that warning. Don't go, huh? And press next. So that's my first tip. My second tip is, there's a program called, it used to be called Crap Cleaner, but he changed the name of it because I think that was kind of... Low class. So it's called CC Cleaner now. Um, And it's a program that you load, it works on Windows, and you load it up, and it goes through your registry, and all your temp... Cleans out all temporary files with a click of one button, which is a cool thing to do every so, every so often. But the most important thing is it goes through your registry, and any nasty crap that spyware would have deposited there after you've removed it with the antivirus, it, it sees that that stuff isn't needed anymore and gets rid of all that. Hmm. It also cleans up... You know, if you've uninstalled programs, but all the entries are left in the registry for some reason, it gets rid of all that. How it does says, it know? Well, it goes like, okay, the, here's links to a program, but there's no program. All right. You know, let's ditch all this stuff. And it works perfectly. I do this. Run that. That's my second tip. And my third tip is don't ever, under any circumstances, open attachments in emails. Even if it's from your mum or your best friend, just 
don't open the attachments. Because if I was to send, a, if I'm sending you a file, I'm not going to do it through an email. Let, let me tell you. If I'm, how would you do it? I would do it over Skype. I would be in direct communication with the person, and I'd say, "You see this file I'm sending you right now that you're going to press accept on." Well, that file's fine. I've tested it on my end. I mean, that's all good and well, but I get loads of just photos that people send me that they've just taken. Don't click them. I do click them. I save them, and then I scan them. And yeah, then do that. The, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to never open a JPEG. I'm, what I'm saying is, don't. Don't just double click it and don't open it. Don't double click it. Don't click links in your emails that you don't, don't recognize. Click them. Don't, yeah, don't click links in your emails. Use a good spam filter so you don't basically have to look at half of the crap that comes in your email. And last one, my last one is don't <laughs> surf porn sites and don't surf sites where you're not supposed to be. If it looks suspicious, Go away. Close your browser. Some people won't think that, though. It's like, if you think you're going to go out and find free music, free movies, free porn, all that stuff, it's a lure. It is a trick. It is a lie. They are getting you there so they can put crap on your computer. And we're not saying there's not free music and free stuff on the internet. There is. But those places that are telling you... When you search on Google, I want a free copy of etc. They're not going to give you one. There are... What are they called? Pariah out there who want to gobble up your little internet and use it. Like you said, you found some that were actually, they put a file on your computer. And while you're online, your computer and your internet is serving up pictures and whatnot to other websites because they don't want to use their own bandwidth. Now, that's just because somebody went somewhere they weren't supposed to, double-clicked something, and when a warning popped up, you said, eh, whatever, I still want to look at this naked chick with a cucumber in her ear. (laughs) Or whatever. It's more like a cucumber in her ass. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Brown cucumber for dinner. Okay, so... And we don't care if you look at porn. I don't give a crap. You can buy it, do whatever you want. But when you're looking for it for free, you're going to get a virus. Yeah. That's just... I mean, in life, if you're going to go out and poke your... Penis in different in, holes. In, in all different people, you're going to get a virus. Think of it that way. You're trying to get something for nothing and it's not going to work. So that's my spyware masterclass for this week. I just Very wanted nice. to say, because mm-hmm. like, when people bring computers to me to fix and they're just absolutely stuffed up. Do you want to just lay down the rule right now? Angry. If you bring your computer to us to fix again, it's going to get reformatted. <laughs> Anybody. All thrown out the window. If, it's, <laughs> if it has over 300 spywares, I'm going to smash it with a hammer. <laughs> In the slow motion with the music from, and then give you the video of that. (laughs) And it, yeah, here it is. This is as useful as you've made your computer by not following the rules. So that's that's everything from me for this week. I just want to before you say your stuff. Next week's uh, review, we're going to go full retard. Oh my god! You should never go full retard. Remember, but we're going to review Tropic Thunder, the director's cut on uh, Blu-ray. Great. Are you saying... I'm you're... not looking forward to it, but I don't know why. I don't know. I have no idea. I can't explain it. It's... I have no reason. I love the people in it. I love Jack Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. I love those people. Tom Cruise. I'm a little bit sick and tired of the full retard thing. I think it's getting really on my nerves. Let me say somebody... Because I don't... I'm just tired of it. Let me say somebody else who's in it. Steve Coogan. That's fine. I don't care. I'm sick <laughs> of it. I hate things that are over-marketed and over-flooded on the internet. Every podcast you listen to, you're it, uh, uh, just it coming act- from you it, uh, reading No, things. it's actually not that. Um, then maybe it's just you. Yeah, you it's just it. me, yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of you saying it. <laughs> it's just me. No, I see other things. I mean, a lot of, on the radio, they mention when we, when, it. It just gets like, come on, people. Well, I'm looking forward to it, so uh, that's coming next week. You need to change the marquee. You might absolutely love it. 
I may, but that doesn't mean I'm looking forward to it now. And uh, thanks to uh, Paramount for sending me a can of booty sweat this week. <laughs> which I'm going to give you some booty sweat for free. In a can? If you want. <laughs> no problem. And it's, uh, I'll go down on the treadmill for about a half an hour. So booty sweat a, out the wazoo. So it's a can of booty sweat, uh, which is the fake drink from the movie. Um, they sent us a real can of it. I haven't drank it, but I have displayed it in my I home theater. Water. I think it's Red Bull. Oh, and then what I want to say is... For some reason, well not for some reason, the other day I walked out of my job, I got off work at 7 in the morning, walked outside, and there was this like crispy cold air blowing right, where we walk it's kind of like a wind tunnel almost, getting away from our building, and it was cold, like snowy cold, but it wasn't snowy, and it just gave me an instant flash of getting out of the car on Christmas, back in the day when my grandparents were alive and we all gathered for Christmas, getting out of the car and making our way with all our packages into the house for Christmas, that cold, like you're really freezing cold and you want to get inside to like the whole festivities, that's what it reminded me of and it instantly put me in a pre-Christmas Thanksgiving mode and I'm never like that and I, that, that just turned you me better on. Get, you better get shopping then. I don't think I'll shop this year. I think I'll make stuff. You know. Uh, we'll see. I'll sew you up a new pair of pants. <laughs> uh, I could. I'll macrame you a shirt. <laughs> I'll duct, duct tape, I can duct tape you some cardboard together and make you a little box. That'd be great. I can always use a box. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the other thing is, what's for supper? Yeah, what's this for is dinner? this is this is a bit. It's riveting. Oh, well, well let, let, uh, let's say what was for supper yesterday, because that's probably more interesting. Yesterday I made all vegetable curry, and that was really good. Yes, you did. It was really good, and if I had not put the tofu cubes in there, you would uh, have loved it. You didn't like that. Uh, he wanted, he was like, I said, yeah. like, where's the chicken? Where's the chicken? Where's the chicken? I'm like, there's no chicken. So then you end up digging out the potatoes. That's part of your I had like potatoes, sweet potatoes. Um, butternut squash. Let me, let me just say, I'm it not really I'm not becoming a vegetarian anytime soon. Neither am I, but it was good to try. And if I'd left out the tofu, you wouldn't have gagged. <laughs> yeah. But it was really good. That was bad. It was really good. But the tofu gags you up because of the texture. What the fuck is tofu? It's soybeans. I know what it is, but why? What's the point? Because it's Eat better some for chicken. you than meat. <laughs> <laughs> Eat chicken. <laughs> so that's, oh, tonight is just regular old spaghetti with ground beef, onions, tomatoes, and spaghetti. And cabbage. Oh, and then we're having some boiled cabbage or microwave Cab- cabbage. Cabbage is really random, though. But cabbage goes really well with anything, and I bought it the other day, and I don't know how long And you've got to eat your greens, that's what we say. And it was, we cooked in the microwave. Here's a tip. Here's my cooking tip, okay? You had your computer tip. I get a small head of cabbage. It's about, if you put your hands together in a globe just like this and put your fingertips together... <laughs> About the size of a grapefruit, okay? Yeah, it is. Buy that, cut it up into about four to six pieces, throw it in a microwave dish that has a lid, put it in the microwave for five minutes, let it sit, do five more minutes. It is with no water or salt or anything, and it was perfect, wasn't it? Absolutely delicious. Yeah, it was really good. If you like cabbage, it's not... If you don't like cabbage, no. Yeah, if you don't like cabbage, but I mean, it's it's perfect. It's creamy almost. Creamy and sweet, and I put nothing on it, and I'm a salt freak and a butter freak. And I'm not a salt freak. Yeah. I don't put salt in anything. I loved it. So that's what happened with our spaghetti. Okay. And so that's pretty much it for this week. I just want to say, as usual, that we have websites, aschoolie.com and sidtalk.com. We have the podcast after the show, which is available on iTunes, Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace. We have an RSS feed. You can listen to it on the page. Blah, 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 blah. 
Is that but right? if you're listening to it, you've already found it. So you can email feed, email feedback. <laughs> I think that's a funny thing to tell people. Here's where you can find it, even though you're well, you already know, maybe listening. you found this on iTunes and you didn't know there was any more or a website. Did you get it? I get it. So uh, we've also got feedback to aschoolie at aschoolie.com or sidtalk at sidtalk.com. You can leave messages and comments on aschoolie.com or sidtalk.com, I assume. On different things I post, Aschoolie.com yeah. if you're anything concerning these reviews or movies. Um, and that's it. Uh, and I just want to say, st- I haven't got one prepared for this week. So oh, dear. Stay classy, um, San Diego. <laughs> That's a classic. That's a classic. (laughs) And I'm going to say think for yourself. Think for yourself. Don't let anybody else do it for you.